ever heard the phrase, leave your problems out the door? Because when you think about it, is it really that easy to just compartmentalize our lives into some separate spheres as if there's no margin of any crossover between them? In today's episode, I reviewed a television show about four co-workers who must work together to find a sense of self and identity. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews on all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. As always, I'm your I'm, I'm your hometown sweetheart, Christian Ong, your sweet, sweet, welcome home, good boy. I feel like good boy is kind of my go-to adjective for myself because I I would like to not to brag, but I'd like to think I'm. A very good boy. I don't know. Or maybe I'm a rugged, rugged uh, miscreant. I don't know. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some people that do not like my guts, and they're like, yeah, let's go with that last part. You miscreant. But anyways, hope you guys are doing well, because I know I'm doing well because I'm finally chilling at home. As you heard last week during my uh, kind of more chill currently episode, I was, you know, at home, which I typically, this is kind of a, like, as of late, an unprecedented um, event where I'm recording two we- uh, consecutive episodes where I'm at home. So that's kind of neat because usually I'm kind of just holed up in into some uh, hotel room, you know, doing my thing for work. But I came back from Las Vegas didn't bother to gamble because, man, Kate and I need to save up for that wedding. But, um, yeah. So I, you, the, the trip was good. At this point, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with Vegas. You know, I, I, I've, I've seen it all. I've, I've, it's just very expensive on the strip, and food's okay. There's a lot of, you know, uh, shows to watch, but it's a work trip, so we don't really get to do much at all. So. I think it's okay. Next time I go to Vegas, I definitely want to go outside of the strip and, you know, uh, uh, just maybe see what else there is to explore because I'm sure there's a lot of good food elsewhere. But um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be home because I I get to finally delve into the the things that I've wanted to watch on my currently list, and um, I, I've I've been able to finally enjoy a lot more new television uh, shows that have come out. Man, we're in the prime right now of like really good fall TV coming out and I'm excited to talk about that. But more so, I'm more excited to talk about today's main event. We're talking all about Severance, which is the new show that uh is the talk of the town on Apple TV Plus. And I'll be honest, Apple TV Plus, I feel like it's going to be kind of like one of those underrated streaming services that just kind of flies under uh, the radar because, let's be honest, I feel like the only real thing that they have going for it prior to Severance is probably Coda or um, Ted Lasso is a big one. Other than that, the other shows are they're, they're okay. 
I feel like the UI could use some work because, man, I, I, I don't like the false pretense of thinking that a title is available only to find out that I have to buy it. I mean, that's kind of the issue with Amazon Prime in general, too. Um, but I feel like at least Amazon Prime has a pretty distinctive marker to show, you know, customers like, hey, this movie or TV show is available for Prime. And if it doesn't have it, then you might not be able to watch it. Apple TV Plus does the same thing, too, with a small, you know, Apple logo at the bottom corner. But it also kind of blends in with the background of the title card. So it just doesn't feel like it's that noticeable. And I don't know. I, I, I kind of wish that if I can't watch it, don't offer it to me. Does that make sense? I don't know. But I am excited to talk about today's episode uh, because Severance is going to be a lot of fun to kind of discuss and break down for you. But before we do any of that, let's dive into some things that I'm currently into. I've got a kind of a big list for y'all today. And uh, first up, we have The Patient. This show stars Domhnall Gleeson and Steve Carell. I'm a big sucker for anything that Steve Carell is in. I think he's a wonderful um comedic actor by injecting a lot of like nice uh, I you know I feel like I could really go into depth in a bonus TMQ episode all all about what makes his tenure on the office work but like I said uh you know he is a, a great actor that really emphasizes the internal um conflict within his characters typically if you're to look at Michael Scott like there's a lot of uh, loneliness and uh, tragedy about his character, but that's also where a lot of the um, the uh, comedy comes from. Is when he just unknowingly offers information that also makes you pity him too. And I think Steve does a, a really good job of playing it up, where uh, you kind of feel bad for Michael while at the same time laughing at his expense. The Patient, though, is a completely different uh, show than, you know, um, maybe fans that only know him for his comedy work are known for. But, I mean, he also does a lot of great drama work in movies like Foxcatcher. But, um, yeah, I, I think when you hear his name, you typically think comedy. But The Patient is an FX drama. So far, the first two episodes have uh, dropped on Hulu. And I am I'm enjoying it. It's, it's about... Uh, a psychiatrist who gets kidnapped by one of his patients only to find that his patient might possibly be a serial killer. I think it's a, it's going to be a nice psychological drama between Donald Gleason and Steve Carell. Uh, big fan of Donald Gleason and a lot of things that I've seen him in. Um, and I think this is going to be uh, a lot of fun and pro- probably has a lot of potential to be a pretty good show. Up next, we have The Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Now, I didn't really watch the show on Nickelodeon because I'm a grown man. Don't have time to actually sit down. And and also, we cut the cord. Like, who has Nickelodeon these days? But that being said, uh, I know the uh, out of all the iterations of the Ninja Turtles that have come out over the years, the 2012 show has been pretty popular and it's like a CG animated show. But I personally thought that when the announcement of, of the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, blah, 
you know what I'm trying to say, the rise of the TMNT. Um, when that got announced and they showed the character designs and the art style, I was really digging it. I, I kind of like this new interpretation of the Ninja Turtles, giving them more uh, of a mystic flair and kind of switching up the character dynamics between uh, the characters than w- what we're typically used to seeing them portrayed as. And um, granted, you know, uh, the whole first season is on Netflix and I have started that and it's pretty good. It's kind of a nice, you know, like each episode comprises of two 12 to 11 minute segments and they're pretty good episodes. I think the animation gets really good in what I've seen in the finale of the show. Just Google Rise of the TMNT uh, Shredder Fight and it is, I think I might have actually spoken about this show on a previous TMQ episode. You you let me know if I did. But anyways, if you look that fight up, it is spectacular animation uh, for American television. And I think that the movie that was exclusively dropped on Netflix is spectacular too. If you haven't even seen the TV show, I think, like like myself, you could go into this movie completely blind and still enjoy the heck out of it. I think... That it is a nice um, Ninja Turtles movie that doesn't really require any previous knowledge of what the show necessarily ended on. It does kind of catch you up to speed in some respects, but I think that Ben Schwartz does an excellent job as Leonardo. And yeah, I think that the the action sequences are fantastic and the voice acting is pretty spot on as well. So... I enjoyed the heck out of it. It definitely made my flight back from Las Vegas to California a lot easier. But yeah, check it out. And next on my list was another movie that I had watched, you know, in spurts uh, in between my downtime uh, at night as I got ready for bed between uh, the trade show that I was at in Vegas. And this movie is on Hulu and it's called On the Count of Three. And... I highly suggest that you, you know, for for at least this movie, look up what this movie is about because there, you know, is a lot of trigger warnings that I think should have been at the forefront of the movie to kind of like let people know what they're in for. So, you know, it, t- it touches on topics of suicide and depression, and the and if these are sensitive topics for you. And maybe this might not be the movie for you, but I actually really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Jared Carmichael does an excellent job in both acting and directing this movie. And it is surprisingly very funny, but it also is kind of a disjointed movie in which it's kind of like a buddy road trip movie at the same time. I'll explain the general premise. Basically, uh, at its bare bones, it's about these two friends that make a pact to uh, commit suicide together but decide to spend one last day with one another and i it's it trust me it's a completely dark premise but the way that the movie handles the subject matter is tastefully done while also being darkly comedic and there's a lot of nice guest stars from tiffany haddish and jv smooth and uh, even henry winkler is in this movie as well I think you should go check it out for yourself. It is definitely a, a unique movie. I I wouldn't say like I saw you know being praised on TikTok, but I wouldn't say it's like the best movie of the year, but it definitely is an enjoyable one. 
the writing is hit or miss in some scenes, but uh, I think that it is still a very emotionally rich movie. And finally, we have Pressure Machine, which is the latest album from The Killers, which came out last year. I think it's a nice departure from the sound that we've typically known The Killers to produce uh, in a lot of their previous LPs, but Pressure Machine, I think, is a nice homage to like that Bruce Springsteen era of Americana music. So I enjoyed the heck out of it uh, from front to back. I don't know if it's an album that is worth actually dedicating a, an entire TMQ episode for, because I don't know how much of my listenership actually enjoys The Killers, but I've been I've been down a clown with them. So yeah, if you if you like their albums uh, prior, go ahead and give Pressure Machine a listen. I think it's a nice concept album that is worth checking out. But let's get right into the nitty gritty. You're here to uh, listen for one thing only. You clicked on this specific episode to hear me talk all about Severance, which premiered on Apple TV Plus on February 18th, 2022. The show was created by Dan Erickson and stars Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette, John Totoro, Britt Lower, uh, Zach Cherry, and Christopher Walken. When Lumen, a widely known company, develops a voluntary medical procedure to sever the memories of their employees... It seems to work to great success as employees would enter and exit work with no recollection of the events that had occurred. Yet, all is not as it seems and the people of Lumen begin to uncover the secrets of the organization that they work for, both internally and externally. Just as you heard me at the top of the episode, uh, through its premise alone, Severance easily expands on the phrase, leave your problems at the door, in a far more... I'd say literal sense, resulting in a show that can be both surreal and psychologically thrilling. It poses moral existential questions that are familiar from other sci-fi settings, while also framing it in a world that comes across as wholly original. From its cinematography alone, Severance is easily one of the most beautifully composed-looking television shows from its reliance on minimalist set designs excellent lighting, and use of symmetry to convey the duality of the lives of its characters. Adam Scott easily balances his performance to show the vast difference in personality from both versions of his character, as one is an eager employee that is reluctant to take on added responsibility over his department, while his other persona on the outside is depressed from his circumstances, often drowning out his internal conflict with alcohol. Patricia Arquette's quietly cunning and piercingly intimidating performance is also a highlight, while John Turturro and Christopher Walken delivers emotionally deep and affecting scenes that helps carry the stakes of the plot throughout the show. In fact, Severance's writing is one of its strong suits as it slowly unveils its biggest cards at the most opportune moment, leaving each episode with a gripping cliffhanger that, even when answered, more questions begin to unravel. Yet, it's also surprisingly funny at times, as Zach Cherry is an obvious pick for the comedic relief, but Severance manages to still find a nice counterbalance with some well-crafted drama, eerie tension, and some instances of terror. As it concluded its first season, Severance ended its first run on a very well-done and high note. Uh, 
and is by far one of the strongest first seasons of television in a very long time. With an engaging plot that further develops its uh, world with well-written characters, a fantastic visual presentation, and an excellent uh, season finale, Severance is one of the most unique thrillers on Apple TV uh, Plus's ever-expanding selection of original television shows. And I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. And once again, you can find us exclusively on Apple TV Plus. But first, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into some stinky bisque. Or maybe not. Maybe when you take off the headphones, you won't even remember what's going on. Actually, maybe... No, let's not make that the fiction. You will remember what's going on, and you'll probably tell a friend to listen to the episode. See you in a bit. Welcome back. Today on our program, we're talking all about severance, and it's time to take a, a, mm, a little sip of some Stinky Bisque. On the Stinky Bisque segment, basically what I do, and I, you know, I get it. If you're a longtime listener, you already know. Just go ahead and skip 15 seconds a little bit. But this is for the newbies. But if you don't know what Stinky Bisque is, essentially I take, uh, I mean, I always put out weekly a call for, you know, mini reviews from y'all, you know, to put into uh, this week's episode. But sometimes I get it. Everyone's busy. Not everyone has the time to sit down and do that. So don't worry. What I'll do instead is that I'll pull some in uh, some not interviews, but some nice, maybe skip another 15 seconds, by the way, um, some nice reviews from websites like Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, hence Stinky Bisque, like a stinky tomato bisque. But yeah, let's go ahead and go from the worst review that I pulled from uh, Metacritic and work our way to the good one. And so uh, the most harshest review from Metacritic mm, comes from Sam Six 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 six. That's four sixes, so it's not a demon. And Sam six 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 says, extremely slow and boring. I only lasted three point five episodes of total boredom. Don't believe the hype. And I love these short and sweet reviews. And then you know what? Not everything is for everyone. But Sam six 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 might have a point. It is kind of slow in some parts. You would say. Maybe a little boring because, you know, it takes its time to kind of fester and develop, you know, its revelations over the course of eight episodes. But I'd say it, it doesn't feel like it's that big of a problem. I don't know. At least for me, I knew that it had to be deliberately slow in some instances, but it's really not that slow. I think it's it's pretty good uh, for, you know, pacing wise. But. Yeah, three point five episodes. I think, you know, I, I to Sam six 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 six's credit, it is a pretty good, I guess, metric to determine whether or not if you like a show. Because I I think the pilot will always tend to hook you, and you know, kind of you know, uh, see if this is something for you. But I think you don't really know what a show is truly about until you get maybe three four episodes in, which. Sam six 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 completely did because just met right in the middle, right in the median. Our next review comes from BL one RT. I'm gonna call him Blorent 
like or bull bull one bull oneert bull oneert says and also gives the show a four bull oneert says it's a black mirror episode written by charlie kaufman about working in an office only it is actually written by a neurotypical who has never worked a day in a regular job and it is padded to fill a whole season which means that there is a perceivable lack in the middle of it a lack of truth behind the weirdness and honestly a lack of material the show tries to make up for it in atmosphere so it looks nice and goes slowly watching paint dry slowly i really want to like it if just for trying to be different but it is so clearly trying hard at the wrong places while under delivering at the important bits it feels like unrewarding work to get through this slop which is ironic since that it uh, that it is since that is what it tries to portrait or portrait yet i'd rather be at the office man if you didn't like this show enough that you're willing to go back to your corporate job well, that's that's fair too you know i what i really like about this review is that the first paragraph kind of feels like an endless loop it's of, of logic that i'm just trying to figure out what it's what bull one is trying to say but y'all it's not that slow come on I've, I've i've seen slower dramas that have been building you know and and i think the last few episodes are mm, mwah, chef's kiss and i think bull one needs to kind of give it an extra 3.5 episodes uh, to fully understand what this show is all about. And finally, our last Stinky Bisque review comes from Simbo the King. Not Simba the King. A different kingdom. Simbo the King uh, gives this show a 10 and writes, Wow, what a debut. It takes a brilliant concept and executes it to perfection. It wears its influences on its sleeve. It has shades of Black Mirror, The Stanley Parable, Eternal Sunshine, etc., etc., etc. Without ever becoming a clone or derivative. I am amazed at Adam Scott as I never really consider him that good of an actor, but he kills it in this. I'm also surprised by Ben Stiller's involvement, but fair play to the guy. Uh, he has crafted an amazing season. Up there with Westworld Season 1 in terms of being a brand new IP that just comes on the scene and makes it mar- uh, and makes its mark. Fingers crossed it doesn't end up like the later seasons of, of Westworld, though, as I am super excited for Season 2. And Simbo, I, I'm also excited too. And I completely agree with the references that uh, you cited as well. I, I definitely see some elements of Black Mirror for sure in terms of the futuristic application of technology, me- uh, medical science, and all that sort of jazz. Stanley Parable for sure. Uh, not in the sense of this bigger meta narrative of you know an existential crisis or whatever, but it does have like these endless hallways and this kind of um i guess commentary on um corporate work life and all that stuff and of course eternal sunshine for the way that it tampers with memories and uh yeah i i you know i know a lot of people are going to be kind of like what 
What? You haven't seen Westworld Season 1, but I haven't seen Westworld Season 1. I probably feel like I should. And then I, I hear a lot of people say that the later seasons aren't that great. But, I mean, there's there's three more of them. So it, there must be some backing, If especially now that HBO Max is just chopping things left and right. At the same time, maybe I, I think I should just watch the first season and then just stop there. I, you know, I have better things to do with my time. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for season two. It's going to be a lot of fun. And y'all, that's today's episode. That's Severance. Did you watch it? Have you seen it? If you haven't seen it yet, and maybe you watch it later after listening to this review and you want to kind of tell, tell me more about it. Of course, you can always hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email the show at That's My Q Podcast at gmail.com. Y'all, these are great places where you can send suggestions on how I can improve the show. Maybe let me know what I should review next. And if you do recommend stuff that I should uh, review on the, on That's My Q, I will give you a shout out. So feel free to do that. Other shout outs that I like to do is that I'd like to read reviews that you left on Apple Podcasts. So if you can, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and maybe give a nice five-star rating on Spotify. All of this helps boost attention for the show. I say this week to week all the time, so you know the drill. This helps, you know, promote the show, grow it even. You know, give, give, give me a little water. I'll let my roots uh, run deep into the soil and I'll spread my arms out as I grow the show. So... Uh, maybe share the episode with a friend even. Anything helps. And of course, y'all, your support is greatly appreciated. We are on episode 73. But if you think about it, if you look on Apple Podcasts, uh, it says that I'm currently at 92 episodes that's been released so far. So we're getting close to, I guess, a total of 100 episodes that have been released on the internet with my voice just blasted into the ether. So the fact that you're listening to this part, you know, during the housekeeping segment, I could not be more grateful. I also want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul from the School Days beat tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week's episode, I'm going to be reviewing an album, and this is an album from uh, one of my favorite rappers that I didn't even know was actually slated to release anything this year, and I am going to be reviewing jids the forever story and i highly recommend that you check it out and maybe even shoot me a review let's talk about it and i'll read it uh for you next week as always i'm gonna leave you off with a quote and this comes from the show and it goes a little like this this is the life that you've been given and that's another life and you don't get that one so do something with this. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue.